888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. <laughs> I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Summer from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 308, I'm going to be talking about how to create YouTube videos quickly. Yeah, I know. You hear all this stuff about video being the future and maybe it freaks you out. Maybe you want to create videos, but you think it takes so much time. You see all these YouTubers creating weekly and even daily videos. And maybe you even see me claiming to post one video every weekday and you think, man, I could never do that. Well, sometimes I look at what I'm doing and I think, what in the world was I thinking? So I had to sit down and come up with a detailed process for simplifying video creation so that I could be as efficient as possible to get a whole lot done in a very short period of time. So I figure I might as well bring you along on a journey so that you can create videos quickly. So rapid video creation, that's what we're going to be talking about today. How are you doing on this day? I almost said this Wednesday, but I know that you can be listening to this at any time you like. I hope you are having a fantastic day so far. My day is off to a pretty good start. It's off to a pretty good start. And today we're going to be talking all about video. Now, you may or may not know this, but a few weeks ago I made a weird crazy commitment because I have this crazy goal of going from 5,000 subscribers, which was a few weeks ago, to 100,000 subscribers by Labor Day of 2018. And in order to accomplish that goal, one of the things that I committed to doing was to try to post one video each and every weekday. Now, the question is, why in the world, why am I investing so much in video? Why so much time? Why so much effort? Why so much energy? Well, I, you know, I wanna, I've, I've been saying this for a while, and I'm not the only person saying this, so it's not unique to me, but I believe that the future of internet is video. Uh, yeah, I, I, I believe that much more of what we consume, I mean, obviously, a lot of what we consume online today is video, but I think that number is going to go up and up and up. And I am not the only one that thinks that. This is a quote from Mark Zuckerberg when he did an interview with BuzzFeed News last week. Not last week, last year. <laughs> and this is what he said. We're entering this new golden age of video. I wouldn't be surprised if you fast forward five years and the most and most of the content that people see on Facebook, this is talking specifically about Facebook, and are sharing on a day-to-day basis is video. This was back in April of 2016. And we are seeing, we are seeing right before our eyes all these platforms, these social platforms, you have Facebook, you have YouTube, you even have LinkedIn now that's allowing you to do post videos natively to the platform. You have Twitter, you have 
Then, of course, there's live video with Facebook Live. You have YouTube Live. You have Periscope. You have Instagram Live. Obvious, and also videos on Instagram that are not live. Obviously, all of the big players are getting into online video. Even Amazon, with Amazon Video Direct, they are now uh, uh, you know, enabling uh, creators to, to, to upload videos to their platform. Everyone, everyone knows that video is going to play a bigger part of what we do in the future online. And everyone is investing heavily. Now, here's the thing, right? When a lot of people think about video, first of all, it's kind of intimidating, right? Uh, maybe you have to be on camera if that's what you're doing or people are going to hear your voice. And it's, it's a little more vulnerable. But beyond that, it's also more technical. If you want to write an article, you could just write an article in Microsoft Word and then copy it into WordPress and post it. You could you could uh, post uh, written content directly to Facebook and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. It's really simple. But now you got to think about the technology. You got to think about the cameras. You got to think about software editing and all this kind of stuff, and and then posting. And it's it's a lot more to consider. So the question is. If you decide that you want to be posting videos and doing this on a regular basis, how can you come up with a process that makes it as easy and as seamless as possible? And this is really what I've been like struggling to figure out over the last few weeks and trying different things. And, and this podcast episode is really me kind of consolidating everything that I've learned, everything that I have kind of thought through when it comes to this process of trying to post a video each and every weekday. Now, I haven't been 100% successful with that. In the last few weeks, I think I've missed three days of posting. Uh, but I knew that, hey, I'm going to just start this thing, but then I have, to, I have to come up with a process because if I have no process, it's not going to work over the long term. All right? So I'm going to share with you the things that I've come up with, the things that I've gotten from uh, looking at what other creators are doing, and I'm going to kind of consolidate all that information for you so that you can be efficient when it comes to creating videos. Now, the question also might be, okay, well, you said, Leslie, that all of these platforms are investing in video. Why are you specifically dealing with YouTube videos in this particular episode? Does it not apply to the other platforms? Well, some of what we're going to talk about applies to other platforms, but I think it applies even more to YouTube for a number of reasons. Reason number one, it's the number two search engine in the world. Now, I don't know how many people have heard say that. So many people focus on the fact that YouTube is the number two search engine in the world. And that's because it is. And that's powerful. Obviously, Google is number one. And YouTube, which is owned by Google, is number two. And, and, and it is where the world goes to learn. If I want to figure out how to do something, let's say I want to know how to make a video thumbnail. Or I want to know how to, to, to I remember a few uh, a while back, I was trying to figure out how to do a mix minus on my mixer that I have here. What did I do? I went to YouTube and I, I did a search. And someone, many people were there. Um, with videos showing you exactly what you want to learn to do. It's the number two search engine in the world, and that is powerful. This means that as your channel grows in authority, 
people are going to be finding your content, but even going back to your, 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 your older content, which is a powerful thing. And every day, you're now exposed to a new audience of people that are going on YouTube and searching for content. So reason number one, number two search engine in the world. And we're going to talk a little bit about SEO and optimizing your videos so that you can show up in search. Um, but that's a powerful thing. And that is not something that Facebook is very strong on right now. None of the platforms are as strong uh, on that, that whole search engine concept for video. None are as strong as YouTube. That's reason number one. Reason number two, videos live for a long time. You know, I started a biology channel on YouTube back in 2010. Interactive biology. It's a business that I just recently sold. But I started that in 2010, and I haven't touched it in years, years. It's been like five years since I've been, since I've, um, actually more than five now. Man, it's been a while since I really stopped creating videos regularly on that channel. But today, because of the content that was uh, recorded and posted way back then, that channel is still getting a ton a ton of views every single day. When I stopped posting on it regularly, I had about 30,000 subscribers. And today it has over 126,000 subscribers based on old content. Now the content is evergreen content, but the fact is this, videos live for a long time. When I post a video on Facebook, it gets most of its views within the first 24 to 48 hours, maybe 36 hours, and then it just kind of disappears into oblivion. Now, I don't like that. Now, Facebook has its pros, even with Facebook video. I mean, there's a lot of benefits to using Facebook because there, you know, there's the sharing aspect, and if you can create something that resonates with people, it gets a lot of views in a short period of time, and that is beneficial. But I'm kind. Of, I'm in this for like the long haul, and I want my videos to live for a long time. And I actually replicated this on my my the channel that I focus on right now. Um, by uh, I, I think it was last early last year or the year before, I created some Snapchat video tutorials. Uh, and, and this was at the time when everyone was talking about Snapchat. And as a result, those things are getting so many views each and every day. And it's not work that I'm doing today. It's work that I did way back then. Videos live for a long time. Reason number three. This one is going to sound kind of pessimistic. But I'm going to say it still. Reason number three is I just don't trust Facebook. I think Facebook and YouTube are the two big players. I don't trust Facebook. Uh, yeah, they, I said it. You know, I love Facebook as a platform, and I think it offers a lot of value for us as creators and bloggers, but I just don't trust them. If you think about it, what Facebook has consistently done since it started catering to business pages is it, ha it, it allow you to come on a, allows you to come on a platform for free, gives you a lot of exposure for free in the beginning and then after a while the algorithm gets tweaked tweaked and then the reach that you had before goes down significantly they've done this consistently and that reach is going down and down and down and down and down now facebook video and especially facebook live is a big thing on facebook right now everybody's talking about it i'm talking about it because i think it's awesome and yes we do get 
increase visibility by doing live video on Facebook right now. However, you know what? I've spoken to a number of people. And over the last month or so, their reach for their live videos have gone down significantly. And this is not just one person. I've spoken to a number of people who have told me the exact same thing. I spoke to someone yesterday, and he said his views on his videos are down by 25%. And he hasn't done anything different. He has been creating live videos consistently, regularly. And over the last month, the views have dropped by 25%. What does that mean for the future? I don't know, but I just don't trust it. I will still do it. And I still think that it's something that as bloggers we need to, to, to pay attention to. But I don't know what that's going to mean in the future. In the future, who knows? Your reach for your Facebook videos might go down like your organic reach for your Facebook pages. And maybe at some point you're going to have to start paying for the views that you are getting for free right now. I'm not hating on it. I understand why they're doing it. And I think to a certain extent they have to do it. Because if they don't, then your news feed gets too busy. But... I personally don't trust Facebook. Do I fully trust YouTube? No. But what they have consistently demonstrated is that they care about the creators on the platform. And while there can be some debate about some of the things that have happened over the years, what they have shown me is that they invest into their creators. And that, to me, is significant. So those are the reasons. Now... Now that we've gotten through all of that, let's get into the tactics, the practical how-to. I want to create a lot of videos on Facebook. How do I, on, on YouTube, sorry. <laughs> how do I do this in the most efficient way? Let me explain to you my process. Step number one. You do a brain dump of video topics. I'm not talking about doing a bunch of research or anything of that sort. You understand your audience and you are you or you understand your the audience that you want to grow at least to some extent even if you are you know just getting started in this field that you're in and you are learning maybe you are your audience you have questions or whatever the case might be i want you to just do a brain dump really quick spend about 30 minutes to an hour and just list off a bunch of topics and here are some of the things i want you to think about as you're listing off these topics Number one, what is your target audience searching for? If someone, if, if your target audience are people that are, uh, are men that are looking for ways to cook for their wives on date night. Let's say, let's say, wow, that's an interesting niche. I just came up with that. Um, let's say that's your niche. You're teaching men how to make awesome meals for their wives on date night. Man, I really like that. Hey, somebody that's listening to this right now, go and do that, all right? If, you're, if you've been struggling trying to figure out a niche, take that one. That's pretty sweet. It's very specific. But let's say that's the case. Well, obviously, they're going to be looking for recipes for date night. They're going to be looking for ways to add flavor in different ways, if you know what I mean. They're going to be looking for all kinds of interesting things related to how do you wine and dine your wife on date night? So just brain dump a bunch of topics. All right. What are they searching for? What is your target audience struggling with? What is your target audience struggling with? 
So in the case of the husband that is trying to cook for his wife on date nights and wine and dine and all that good stuff, they might be struggling with finding the time to uh, do the cooking when the wife doesn't see what uh, <laughs> what they're making or something. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, if you know your audience, just kind of just brain dump a list of topics. So what are they searching for? What are they struggling with? And this is one that a lot of people don't think about. And this is something that I'm going to talk about a lot in the future. What sequence makes the most sense? Okay, what do you have to cover first before you cover the next thing? It's so, when it comes to YouTube, I think one of the secrets that a lot of people don't talk about and a lot of people don't do is if you have a a sequence that makes sense, it makes it much easier to go from the first video to the next video, to the next video, to the next video. And by doing that, you're increasing their watch time. And by increasing their watch time, YouTube is going to start saying, hey, when I send, you know, uh, people to that one particular video that Leslie is creating, they they end up spending a lot of time on the platform. I like this Leslie guy. I'm going to serve his videos higher up in the search results. And that is one of the key things when it comes to Facebook. If you can increase people's watch time, you make not f- I keep saying Facebook. Man, I got to wash that out of my brain. Um, if you can in- increase people's watch time, YouTube is going to be more likely to rank you higher. And the higher they rank you, the more views you get. The more views you get, the more subscribers you get. The more subscribers you get, the more views you get. And there's this, it's this virtuous cycle. So if you could think about sequencing in a way that makes sense, you're going to increase the chances that they're going to go from one to the next to the next to the next. Next question to think about is what topics are trending? What are people talking a lot about right now? All right? In your brain dump, just 30 minutes, maybe an hour, just brain dump, you know, 50 titles or topics and all that good stuff and just throw it out there. Now, when you're thinking about the videos that you're going to create, uh, y- your videos should be either entertaining or inspiring or for many of the people that listen to this podcast like me educational so you're teaching them how to do something or it can be a a combination of all of the above all right so you want to be thinking about these kinds of things as you are just kind of brain dumping a bunch of video topics all right this time that you spend in the beginning is going to make it so much easier as you are actually going through the process of creating these videos. So first, do a brain dump of all the video topics. All right? As many as you can come up with. No research yet, just a brain dump. It's a very good activity for you to do. Okay, once you've done that, the next thing I want you to do... Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's a resource that I want to share with you that's really cool, 100% free, and this can actually help you with your brain dumping. Um, it's kind of like keyword research, but it's much more basic. There's a, a site that's called AnswerThePublic.com. If you go to AnswerThePublic.com and you just put in a topic, you're going to click on Get Questions. And, and, and um, when you do that, it's just going to give you a ton of questions. So I'm coming there right now, and I'm going to just put Cooking Ideas. And then I click on get question it's gonna uh, do a whole bunch of stuff and then it's gonna give me a bunch of suggestions so here are some of the suggestions that it gives me for um, uh, some some uh, things that I can make videos about cooking ideas for canned sardines 
Uh, cooking ideas for shrimp. Uh, cooking ideas for ground turkey. Cooking idea- Halloween cooking ideas for toddlers. Cooking class ideas for toddlers. So now I have a bunch of questions or a, a bunch of topic ideas that I could just kind of use in my brainstorming process. Now, this is, they have some interesting ones. Cooking ideas for Jack and the Beanstalk. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> Cooking ideas for kids with no oven. Look at that. These are all interesting ideas. Cooking ideas for your boyfriend. Cooking ideas for yellow squash. Cooking ideas for using ground turkey. Just by putting that simple phrase in there, cooking ideas, now I have hundreds, literally hundred ideas, hundreds of ideas that I can use, uh, 442 ideas for different topics that I can kind of come up with. So that's a really cool tool, answerthepublic.com. All right, let's move on. Now I want you to actually do some keyword research. Now, I know that sounds intimidating. Uh, I don't do extensive keyword research. I try to keep it very simple, so I'm going to just share with you what I use. But the reason you're doing the keyword research is, number one, to optimize your titles and descriptions and tags. Now, when it comes to being found on YouTube, your titles, descriptions, tags and your thumbnails, which is going to be something we'll talk about in a little while, those are going to play a big part in YouTube actually serving your videos up in the search results and people actually finding your content. So if you can do some keyword research, this is this is a way for you to, to not just guess, but to see exactly what people are searching for and how competitive those terms are and 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 how how popular those phrase those keyword phrases are now it's also going to help you come up with some new ideas some of the things that you didn't think about when you were doing that brain dump might come up in your keyword research but you are basically using some tools to to optimize your titles your descriptions your tags and to get some fresh ideas now I like to keep it really basic. I use two things, really. Uh, if you just do a Google search for Google Keyword Planner, they have a keyword research tool that um, gives you data on searches and how many times something is being searched per month and how competitive it is and all that good stuff. I'm not going to give you specific numbers to look for, but if you do a search for two potential titles or two potential topics and you see that one looks more interesting because many more people are searching for it and and um, there's less competition and you're trying to decide between those two titles, well, you're obviously going to go with the one that more people are searching for that has less competition. So that's one tool that I use. And number three, I mean, number two, the other tool that I use is just Google, I mean, YouTube search. If I go to youtube.com right now and I just start typing cooking ideas, all of a sudden it's going to show me the, the, the searches. It's going to be like a drop down menu of searches that people are making. All right, the top searches. So, for example, I just typed in cooking ideas, and I see cooking ideas for dinner, cooking ideas for kids, cooking ideas for lunch, cooking ideas for breakfast. This has helped me in many um, instances adjust my title to what people are actually searching for, so that I will show, so that I could potentially show up better in the search results, or show up more often in the search results. So, YouTube search, keyword planner. Those are the two tools that I use for the most part. I'm going to mention another one in a second, but I want you to this is what I want you to do. 
I want you to do this in groups for everything from here on. So, so after the brain, brain dump, the keyword research, the, the stuff we're going to talk about after this, I want you to do this in groups of three to five videos or how many ever videos you think you can make in one sitting. Okay? Now, there's one additional tool that I use um, that has come in very handy when it comes to uh, the keyword research, when it comes to optimizing my videos and all that good stuff, and it's called TubeBuddy. This is a Chrome extension that you install that will give you all kind of analytics and, and suggestions and topic ideas depending on the keywords that you choose, and it will check to see how well you're ranking. It will give you a checklist for every video that you upload to make sure that you are optimizing, uh, optimizing those videos. It is great. And if you go to becomeablogger.com slash TubeBuddy, uh, you'll be able to check that out. That is a paid service. I don't remember the cost. It's not very expensive. But if you're seriously wanting to grow on YouTube, man, this is this is the best tool there is. All right? So do some keyword research. Optimize your titles, descriptions, and tags. Do this in groups so you don't have to do them for all of the, the ideas that you came up with before you actually start recording. But, you know, in a few, three to five, I do, I do three to five. I do about four at a time because I create four videos in one shot. That's what I do. Okay. So that's your keyword research. That is step number two. Step number three. I want you to create your thumbnails in advance. Now, I want to tell you how I did this or how I am doing this. And it's something that I'm still refining right now. But I had a friend that came over to do a photo shoot for me. And he just took a bunch of pictures of me with different facial expressions, standing in different ways and all that good stuff. Now, I have a bunch of images of myself wearing different things that I can kind of cycle through for my, th my thumbnails, my thumbnails. I went island on you. My thumbnails. <laughs> All right. So I did a photo shoot and I got a bunch of images of myself and I I had my assistant cut me out of the background. Um, so that made it easier now for me to put myself on any background and then add some text. The next thing that I did is I created, well, I got some and I, I modified them, some thumbnail templates. All right. And those thumbnail templates are going to have a picture of me. It's going to have a background and it's going to have some text. And I personally use Photoshop and I can just go in there, select a picture, select some text, change the text, and I have a thumbnail. Oh, select a background, of course. I have different backgrounds. Um, and that just makes it so easy for me to create a thumbnail. I can create a thumbnail now in a minute. All right, so I can just go through and create those thumbnails um, and have them ready for my videos even before I create the videos. So I've done the, the brain dump of topics. I did some basic keyword research to help to optimize the titles and descriptions for three to five videos. I created my thumbnails for those same videos. Now, I said I use Photoshop, but you don't have to use Photoshop. You can use a uh, free service like Canva or Adobe Spark, and I'll link to I'll link to everything I talk about in the show notes, of course, so you could check those out. Create those thumbnails in advance. All right. The next step. That's step number one, two, three, four. Step number four. Create a simple outline for each videos. Once again, you're doing this in groups of three to five videos, or as many as you think you can create in one sitting. Um, and you outline the videos. Now, this is going to be important because it'll help you to be 
concise, but put the value in there that needs to be in there. You don't want a video that just kind of goes on and on. And I find if I don't have an outline, something to, to know, hey, these are the points that I need to cover, I'm just going to go on and on, and the video is going to be much longer than it needs to be. So by creating an outline for each video, I know exactly what points I need to cover. Okay. Now, if you're doing now, I'm I'm talking about a lot of this stuff as if you're gonna be on camera, and and for for a lot of what I do is just a simple talking head video. It's me in front of the camera talking. Yeah, I might bring in some B-roll, so some additional footage and that kind of stuff to show what I'm talking about. But for the most part, it's me in front of the camera. Okay. Um, if you're doing a screencast now, uh, maybe you might have a slide deck that you are using. If that's the case, you want to use this time to create those slides. You want to keep them simple. You want to you want to make it visual, so not a lot of text. You know, some you can have some text to highlight certain things, but use more imagery because this is a video. It's not you know you're not creating an ebook for someone to read. You're creating a video, so the more visual it can be, the better. So create an outline for each video, three to five, and now. Because you've done all this work beforehand, it becomes much easier to actually create the videos. And we'll talk about that process now. Okay, time to create some videos. The first thing I want to talk about is something that, well, you know, depending on where you are in life and, you know, in terms of financial and all that kind of stuff, may or may not be as, actually, no, it is possible. It is best to have one place, like if you're doing, if you're trying to do a lot of videos, like me, it's best to have one station set up with all of the equipment that you need in place so that when it's time to actually record, you could turn everything on, sit down, and hit record. So right now, I am looking at my station. I have a stool that's right in the middle of the floor. I have a table that's right in front of it. And then in front of that, I have the tripod with my camera on it that has the lapel mic receiver connected to the camera. The lapel mic is right there on the table that I could just dra- I mean, grab, put on, and turn on. Uh, then I have two lights that are in front of that station. So when it's time for, I actually have this on um, <laughs> connected to my Echo. Um, so when it's time, I could tell my Amazon Echo, I'm not going to say the A word, to turn on the studio lights and to turn off the lights in the room. Um, and it will just turn it on. I go, I turn on the camera, turn on the microphone, sit down, and I start recording. Makes it so much easier if you have everything set up. You don't have to, you know, pull out the lights every time you're going to create one video, uh, pull out the camera, connect this, connect that, plug this in, plug that in. It's all there ready to go. And if I want to create a video right now, I'm going to get up from where I am, go over there, sit on the stool. Well, turn everything on first, sit on the stool and hit record ready to go. Saves a ton of time. Now, if you don't have this luxury of just having a station because maybe the, the apartment that you're staying in is not big enough, the way I would do this is instead of having everything stationary, make sure, and this is going to go with what we're going to talk about next, when you are recording videos, you're not just recording one video. You set everything up in the morning. Let's say, let's say it's a Sunday. 
and you want to create videos. You set everything up in the morning because you've already done your research. You've already have your 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 thumbnails, your your descriptions, and all that kind of stuff. Um, now you just have to record, and you record as many as possible in one sitting. You know, there's one thing that I didn't mention. I mentioned um, uh, creating, I mean, using keyword research to optimize your titles and descriptions and tags, but I also want you to write those out. Like, you can have a Microsoft Word document that has, so this video, the title is this, the description is this, the tags are going to be these. And then this next video, the title is this, the description is going to be this, and the tags are going to be the, these. And if you actually want to spend one day and just do a bunch of those, feel free to do it. Do a bunch of those, do a bunch of thumbnails, and have those ready so that when it's time to publish those videos, you can publish them easily. All right? So have a station or, or set up a station to do a bunch at one sitting. All right. Now let's talk about actually recording the videos. I spoke about having a dedicated space for recording the videos. Next thing is, um, if you are, if it's just like how I'm doing it, where it's a talking head in front of the camera, uh, record in one take if possible. All right, here's what I mean. Let's say you are ready to record this video and you do your introduction. Hey, this is Leslie Samuel here from Become a Blogger. But that, uh, oh man, I messed up. Don't stop the video and then come back and do another one. Just pause and then use some audio cues, and I'll talk about that in a second. And then just say it again. Hey, this is Leslie Samuel here from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time, yada, yada, yada. All right? So don't stop and create new video files and all that kind of stuff. Keep it very simple. Just do it in one take uh, if at all possible. Now, you're going to get better at this over time. So don't feel bad if in the beginning you have this really long video file, really big. It's, it's all good because over time you're going to see that you're going to get much more efficient with what you're doing. And I, I encourage you to push yourself to do it in one take because it's going to force you to get better. And the more videos you do, the better you're going to get. Some of the things that you say normally or uh, that you say uh, in each video are going to become so natural. Just like at the beginning of this podcast episode, that whole thing that I say, you know, uh, hello and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie. This is the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog, yada, 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 yada. In the beginning, I would struggle through that. But because I have done it so many times, I can wake up in the middle of the night and just do it. <laughs> all right? So record in one take as, uh, as much as possible. And if you make a mistake, just redo that section and continue to record. All right? This is going to help when we talk about the editing. Next thing is, very simple tip that a lot of people don't think about. When you make a mistake, I want you to use claps and silence to indicate where those mistakes are. So if I mess up because I'm talking, oh man, I messed up. What I'm going to do is I'm going to clap and have some silence. And then I'm going to do that again. Now, here is the reason for this. I don't know what program you're going to be using to edit. Um, it doesn't really matter. But I use Adobe Premiere. And in Adobe Premiere, iMovie, and many of the other uh, video editing programs, you can see the waveform of the audio. And when you do that clap, I, I like to clap at least twice, you're going to see a peak in the audio. 
And that will tell you, hey, this is a point where I made a mistake. And you can go directly to that point and see what's going on. That saves so much time with editing. We're going to talk about editing in a little while. But by doing those simple audio cues and then silence, you're going to see two peaks and then a long stretch of silence. And you know this is something that I have to pay attention to. All right? So use claps and silence to indicate where you make mistakes or to indicate anything that you really need to do. Uh, you, you need to know about um, uh, by just seeing it visually. And I could, you could just jump to those points and do what you need to do. Next thing is just give yourself some verbal cues for editing. So like I might be talking about something and then I realize I don't like the way that I said that. I'm going to just skip that part and do something else. I will literally say in the video, okay, let's skip that part and yada, yada, yada. All right, we're not using this section. Let's move on to the next. And then when I'm editing and I hear that, I know, okay, so I could just skip this entire section and go to where I need to edit. And if you're not the one that's doing the editing, maybe you have a video editor, maybe you can afford that. If that's the case, then they will know based on your audio cues what they are supposed to do. So give yourself some verbal cues for editing. And lastly, for recording your videos, I want you to batch record your B-roll. Now, just in case you don't know what B-roll is, A-roll is the actual main footage. So if it's me talking, uh, telling a story or whatever the case might be, that is my A-roll. But you know, every so often when you're talking, you're going to cut to a different scene where you're showing the things that you're talking about. That is called B-roll. All right. So if I'm doing a tech review or I'm doing multiple tech reviews and there are products that I know that I'm going to be showing on a regular basis, I can just go through, spend one day recording a bunch of B-roll, take out all my equipment and do these nice shots just rotating around the objects or coming down on the objects, zooming in on the objects. I can create all of those um, in a, like a batch recording and then just file them away in different folders so that I know anytime I need to refer to the Logitech C920 webcam, I go right here and pull out that B-roll. So I don't have to do it from scratch every single time. That will save a ton of time in the long run. All right, we are done recording. Now we have to transfer these files to our computer. Now, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if it's just me, but one thing that's very easy to do is lose track of files. <laughs> and that is not what you want if you're creating video. So I'll, I'll tell you how I've come to do this over time of uh, over, you know, doing a lot of videos. I create a new folder for every video. Okay, so if if I just recorded a video, I'm going to create a video, uh, a folder specifically for that video. And I have a specific naming structure that I use. Uh, and the naming structure is the date plus some keywords. So for example, if I were making a video for this particular episode and creating videos quickly, I would call it 2017-09-16 underscore videos quickly. So I know the date that I recorded it on, and I also know and I have an idea of what will be covered on the video files that are inside that particular folder. All right. And another benefit to doing this is if you if you um, name it this way, 2017-09-16, it's going to allow them to show up in chronological order. 
All right. So if I want to go back to the videos that I made in January, I can easily do that. If I want to go back to 2016, I can easily do that. And I actually create folders for each year. So when the year is over, I will dump all the stuff that I created that year into those particular folders. Now, a different way you can do this, if you don't really care about the date, but you care about the sequencing, is just a number and a keyword. So it could be one underscore videos quickly. All right. So once you have that folder for each video that you each project, basically, um, then you're going to transfer all of the files for that project to that re relevant folder. And what I do there is I create a, a folder in there called video. And then I put all the raw video files in there. I delete all of the files that were mistakes. You know, like I might have had a false start or something of that sort or something went really bad. And I just decided, you know what, this is not worth it. I'm going to do that again. Uh, I just delete those files and then I rename the files appropriately. Now, if you're on a Mac, this is a trick that I found out. Uh, I would select all of the files that are going to be in that folder and I would right click on it and then select rename files and then call it something like videos quickly and then one, two, three, four, five if it's five video files. And and when you use that feature on Mac, it does that very easily for you so that you don't have to rename them individually. I used to do that. Uh, and sometimes I would have like a hundred files for one project and I have to go through and rename each one individually until I realized, no, you could just select them all and right click and then rename them all at once. And it will keep that sequence for you. So it's really cool. Okay, so now we have all of the files transferred on our computer. And if that was a bit too technical or whatever the case might be, um, make sure you're following me on YouTube. I should have said this on, at the beginning, lesliesamuel.tv, because I'm actually going to be sharing a bunch of this stuff on that YouTube channel because I'm, I'm going through a series now on how to build your YouTube channel. So a lot of what I'm talking about here, I'm going to be showing you on my YouTube channel. Okay. We've transferred the files to the computer. Now we got to do the editing. This is the fun part. And by fun, I mean not fun. <laughs> no, I actually, I actually enjoy editing because it's kind of like you're putting together the masterpiece. And it's a lot of fun. Now, here is one thing that I have done that saves me a ton of time. And that is to create a master template. Okay, if you're using uh, iMovie or whatever the case might be, you can do this. I do this with Adobe Premiere. And what I did was I created kind of a template project file where all of the video clips that I use on a regular basis, they're in there. So my intros, my outros, any, any animations that I may have, I can have that all in the template. Any audio clips, so royalty-free audio that I, I use re on, on a regular basis, I can have that right there in the project. All of the images, for, at, for example, at the end, I have an image with all of my social media icons and, and um, uh, uh, how you can follow me on social media. I have that in the template. All of the titles that I use, if there are specific kinds of titles I use, I have it in the template. Any presets. So, you know, this might not be something that you're doing, especially when you're getting started. But, you know, I do some color correction on my videos. I process the audio in a certain way. All of those presets are right there in the template. So when it's time for me to make the video, what I do is I just open that template and save as a new project 
inside the folder for that particular video. So instead of starting from scratch every time and saying, okay, I need to get this audio, I need to bring these images in, I need to bring in the intro and all that good stuff, it's all right there in the project. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And I'll, once again, I'll show how I do this on my YouTube channel, LeslieSamuel.tv. Okay? And then I want to give you one more tip. This tip, I heard it, uh, a number of these tips I heard at a, 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 a conference that I went, FinCon. A guy was talking about how he creates videos rapidly. And I, and I took some of those tips, I tweaked them, and I started. I put my own tips in there and all that good stuff. I wish I could remember the guy's name to give him some credit. Um, but what I do is I start at the, like, I, I drag the entire video file because I recorded it just as one video file onto the, 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 the timeline. And instead of editing from the beginning to the end, I edit from the end to the beginning. Now, you might may be wondering, why in the world you do, what, would you do that? Well, it's very simple. If I mess up in my recording, what am I going to do? I'm going to do it again. And then if I mess up again, what am I going to do? I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to do that until I get the best take. And the best take is usually the last take. So if I go through the last take first, I know that all of the takes that come before it, I could get rid of them. I don't need to touch them because I got the best take. So start at the end and then work your way to the beginning. And one of the things you can do with that is because we have given ourselves audio cues and silence, you can see exactly where every section ends and every section begins. So you can skip listening to the mistakes because you don't need to. You just go to the clap and you press play and you see, okay, so this is the one that worked. You go back to the previous clap. Oh, that was the same section delete that. Go back to the previous clap. It's the same section that I made a mistake. Delete that. I don't even need to listen to it. Does that make sense? Start at the end. Work your way to the beginning. Those are my tips for editing. And by doing that, and you're doing this you know, for all your videos, it's going to make it much easier. You have your template. You save it as a new project in the folder. You bring your video into the timeline, and you start at the end and work your way to the beginning. Lastly, you got to post these videos. Fortunately, you've done a lot of this work already. You have your titles. You have your descriptions. You have your uh, tags or your keywords, you can call them. Now all you got to do is upload the videos to YouTube. And fortunately, you can upload videos in bulk. So you drag all those five videos or how many other videos onto the upload page on YouTube. And then it's going to ask you for while it's uploading, it's going to have you enter the title, enter the description, enter the um, video tags, upload your thumbnails, do all the stuff that you want to do on one screen. And then you can schedule it. You know, when you go to upload a video, you can have it as public. You can have it as private. You could have it as unlisted and you can schedule it, schedule it for when it needs to be released. So as you can imagine, if you spent one Sunday recording all the videos, this is basically what I try to do. One Sunday recording all the videos. And when I say all the videos, I mean three to five videos. Once you finish recording them, let's say that takes you, you know, 
three, four hours. I don't know how long it's going to take you. Um, but I've gotten it down to a science now uh, in terms of the recording process. So let's say it takes me three hours. And then I edit the videos. Let's say that takes me five hours. And now I have five videos done. Let's say I'm doing one video a week. All of a sudden, I have five weeks of content that I could just upload, schedule, and good to go. Then I don't have to create another piece of content for five weeks. But that's not what I'm going to do. Maybe, maybe in two weeks, I decide to do the same thing. And all of a sudden, you have five more weeks of content. Much easier than saying, oh, man, I got to create a video this week. Let me hurry up and get this done. No, because you've done the research. You've done the planning. You've done the work beforehand. And then you shoot them in bulk. You edit them in bulk. And you're good to go. That's my process. Do I have it down perfectly? Absolutely not. But you know what? Recording this episode helped to solidify so much of it. And now I have a framework that I could use as I move forward so that I don't miss any more days or at least miss fewer days and create a lot of valuable content that can help people all over the world. And that's exactly what you can do. This was episode 308, becomeablogger.com slash 308. If you missed anything, it'll all be there. All the links, all of the, uh, we, have, we just got a detailed write-up for you. So you can go there and check it out. If you missed anything, it'll all there. If you were driving, you don't got to worry. Just head on over there. One, another reminder, if you're not following me on YouTube and you care about video creation, lesliesamuel.tv. Go there, subscribe. Because a lot of great stuff is going to come your way. Lastly, hey, you want to check out my coaching club? You want to be coached by me to building your blog, growing your online platform so that you can have an impact on the world? Go to bloggercoaching.com. And when you register there, you get access to all my courses, my private Facebook group. I respond to your questions with a video showing you exactly how to do what you want to know. Bloggercoaching.com. This is Leslie Samuel here from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless. Eight 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 three five two four one four.